0: I believe that the closer we get to God, God gives us the one thing that this whole world is dying to have, they're searching for. Happiness. Isn't that what we want in life? We want happiness, right? You could turn with me in your Bibles to Numbers chapter 6. Numbers chapter 6 and while you're turning there I'll tell you a quick story about a time when I was in Bible college and you may not be able to relate specifically to this specific instance but I think you'll find a relation to it It was my sophomore or going into my junior year so this would have been about the year 2010 I believe 2010 was an interesting year for me in college. I was working a lot. I was trying to keep up my grades. I was trying to pay off my school bill. And um, paying off school bill is always one of the biggest problems of uh, those in college and university. If Even when you get a scholarship, you s- still sometimes there's lots of payments that comes with these things. So I'm at college and I'm working and I'm just like all the other students there trying to pay off my school bill and I remember one specific season where I felt like I was working so much but I felt like no money was going into my school bill. I felt like just the money was just kept getting uh, building up and building up. I should say the debt was building up and at the school I went to at West Coast when you get to a when you get to the finals, if you don't have a certain percentage paid off, you can't take your finals. You have to wait until the money comes in, then you can take your finals, the beginning of the following semester. I didn't want to do that, because uh, it only takes about 24 hours to forget everything you've learned that day. So imagine waiting three months that I would have no chance of passing my finals. So I was really trusting in the Lord, God, give please allow this money to come in. And uh, I think I, I owed right around, I was right around that $2,000 mark, which uh, for the whole semester uh, back then, I, it was a lot more than that. So I was, I was getting it down, it was getting closer, but uh, when, you, when you work at a fast food place and when you're working janitorial here and there, it, it's, it's hard for the, the money to come in. Well, one particular day, I got my check and my check wasn't much. And I had to put tithe aside. I put, you know, gas. I had to put car insurance aside and phone bill aside. I put everything I needed aside. And then everything else I brought up to the finance office. And I did my bi weekly task of giving everything to the school. Because this is where God had called me to be. So I remember I brought up the money. It wasn't really like this, it was a check. But I walked up and uh, actually, it was probably a card. Actually, I didn't even have checks either. So I walk up to the finance office, I wait in line, I get up front, and I get ready to pay my school bill, and uh, I just had X amount of dollars, it's just a couple hundred bucks I was going to put on my school bill, and the uh, lady at the desk, she asks. you know, I, I showed her my ID, and she's typing in my name, and she says, okay, will this be credit for your next bill? Or for your next payment I said credit no this is payment from previous <laughs> I got I got lots of things that need to get paid and she said well you don't you don't owe any money and I said uh, I think you spelled my name wrong try I know I have a really complicated name try it again Tim Taylor <laughs> it's a hard name I know She types it in Tim or Timothy Taylor, she said, no, no, and she moves the screen around. She says, that's your picture and it looks just like you, that's you. And she showed me the balance and the balance said zero. And I thought to myself, like what, what happens, you know, and I thought I really, I could really use this money to do other things. I said, no, just in case this is a trick or it's a malfunction in your, your computer, just take the money, put it in as credit, I guess. So I didn't really believe what had just happened happened. So I just thought it was a mistake. So I, I remember going back down, and here I have been praying nonstop that God would somehow help me pay off my school bill. And when it showed zero, I didn't believe it. Imagine that. God, give me faith, here you go, and I don't have the faith to believe it. So i walked walking away, and I remember calling my dad. I said, Dad, did you put money in my account? Because he didn't usually do that unless I asked him to. And I hadn't told him what my bill was at. And he said, no, son I, I didn't. Do you need money? No, I, I don't think I do. Uh, I mean, if you have some to give me, you can give me some, sure. So I, I, called, uh, I called a couple of their people that have given me some money in the past, and all of them said, no, I haven't given you anything recently. I just couldn't understand. So I walked, I went over to the vice president's office, and I knocked, and, and I explained what happened. And I just said, this, has this happened before? And he says, well, we have a program here at our church where members come, and as the Lord lays on their heart, they give to students who are in need of finances. And, uh, and he looked at the list, he's like, your name has been on this list for a while, <laughs> I guess that's a good thing or a bad thing. I don't know. My name was, he said, and it looks like an anonymous amount of money from Lancaster Baptist Church just went into your account. He said, Was it enough? I said, Yeah, it was enough. Ever had a day like that? Maybe not exactly like that. You can't put yourself exactly in my shoes, but where something out of the blue just takes your breath away. Something great that happens. Sometimes it's small. Sometimes it's big. Receiving a blessing is a blessing, especially when it comes at the right time in your life. When things are going well and sometimes nice things happen to you, it it feels good, but it's not as impactful as when you're just feeling really down and something good happens and it really brings you back up. So today, we're going to talk about blessings from God. Blessings from God. You're in Numbers chapter 6. Look in verse number 22. Numbers chapter 6 and verse 22. The Bible says, And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto Aaron, verse 23, Speak unto Aaron and unto his sons, saying, On this wise ye shall bless the children of Israel, saying unto them, The Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. And they shall put my name upon the children of Israel and I will bless them. Pray with me. Lord, thank you for today. Thank you for this passage of scripture you've given to me and and a few others we're going to look at. Lord, thank you for all you've done for us, for the many blessings. We're going to look at some here today. Father, I pray that you'd give me wisdom as I speak what you've given me to speak. Help me to speak only what you'd have me to speak. And I pray that you would open hearts today and help us to draw ourselves closer to you than we were when we came in. We pray these things in your name. Amen. So we're going to talk about blessings today. The first thing I want us to consider about this idea of blessings is what is a blessing? What is a blessing from God? A a simple definition of the word blessing could be something like this. A favor or gift bestowed by God. We're talking specifically about blessings from God. And in this case, it's a favor or a gift bestowed by God. Now, blessings come in all shapes and sizes. Sometimes they're small. They come in the form of maybe a little note that you got from a friend or a loved one that says, I love you, or praying for you, or thinking about you. Maybe you've gotten some of those in the past. They can be small sometimes, or they can be huge, like a house or a car or something we really, could, we really needed in life and, and God gave it to us in a large way. Sometimes there are things we don't even need and God gives them to us. In fact, happens more often than not. Sometimes it's small, like overcoming a small cold or a, you know, a common flu that we might have from year to year. Sometimes it's much bigger. Maybe it's overcoming a huge financial debt in our life. Or maybe... Overcoming extreme surgery or some extreme illness we may have had and God brought us through. That's a blessing in a much larger way. Sometimes we get blessed and we don't even realize we're getting blessed. We don't even notice it. So how could that happen? For instance, you know, at the beginning of the year, maybe you weren't sure how you were going to make it financially. You, you're you looking at your, your books, you're, you're trying to balance things out, and you're like, I don't know how we're going to make it. And then that year comes and goes, and you made it. You were being blessed all along the way God was providing for you, you just didn't even realize it. That's the kind of God that we serve. Of course, sometimes God gives us blessings, and we know it right from the start. Sometimes there's, sometimes we... Uh, Don't notice we're getting blessed like a a child, perhaps. It's got uh, uh, millions of toys, but yet you walk them through a dollar store and they want that one. It's like, but son, let me explain. Come here, son. You're four years old. You're old enough to understand this now. Come here, son. In one week, that toy's either going to break, you're not going to like it anymore, you're going to not care for it anymore, or you're going to lose it. Is that right, son? No, that's not right, Dad. I will love that toy for the rest of my life. I need that toy. And that's kids. Sometimes we don't notice that we're getting blessed because sometimes we own, we we're so used to we're so used to the things we have, we just we want more, we want more. Sometimes our selfishness can blind us from, from the blessings that God's already been giving us. We just don't see it sometimes. Now, like I said, sometimes the blessing is very obvious, like my school bill, for instance. But regardless, it's important that we thank God for the blessings we've received. But this sometimes is difficult, too. So-and-so, who is a friend of yours, receives a huge blessing from God. And sometimes we can get a little bit jealous. Especially if it's something that you really wanted, or you've been praying for, and so-and-so gets it. And, oh, oh, yay, I'm so happy for you. Lord, where's mine? Where's mine, Lord? And then we tend to get jealous. We need to make sure that we feel truly grateful when we hear of other people receiving blessings from the Lord. And like I said, especially if it's something we've been waiting for, like a house, a car, or a job, or something of that nature. Let's learn to receive God's blessings with, with gratitude, And also to to be thankful when others receive a blessing. Especially if it's a large one. So, what is a blessing? A favor or gift bestowed by God. But, turn to Acts chapter 3. Acts chapter 3. I want us to see here and understand... That God wants to bless everyone. Acts chapter 3. God wants to bless everyone. And boy has he. Acts chapter 3. As soon as I turn there myself, we're going to look at the greatest blessing anybody can receive and has received. Acts chapter 3 and verse 26. The Bible says, Unto you first, God, having raised up his son, Jesus, sent him to bless you in turning away every one of you from his iniquities. Did you, get, did you catch that blessing? Jesus Christ blessed us with himself and help in helping us turn away from our sins. When Jesus Christ came to earth and died on the cross for your sins so that you can someday not have to spend eternity in hell, but eternity in heaven, that is the greatest blessing that mankind can and has received is the day that Jesus Christ came to earth. He gave mankind the greatest gift of all. He gave his son, Jesus Christ, John chapter 3, verse 17 says, For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the worlds, but that the world through him might be saved. God has blessed us with his Son many years ago, and that blessing is still a part of our lives today. I have to ask you this question. Have you received that blessing from God? Have you received Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior? <laughs> Because no point in talking about blessings if you haven't received the greatest blessing of them all. And this is a blessing that you can have right now. It's a blessing that God wants to give everybody in this room, in this world, regardless of your background, regardless of the things you've done, regardless perhaps of of maybe some sin that you've done in the past, or even sin you're involved in now. God wants to give you this eternal life today. Bible says that thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in thine heart that God hath raised Him from the dead. Thou shalt be saved. If we're involved in sin now, we have to repent of that sin, put our full faith and trust in Jesus Christ, and we can receive that blessing from Him right here and right now. So, what is a blessing? A blessing is a favor or a gift bestowed by God, and the greatest blessing is Jesus Christ. But not only that, we're talking about blessings here today. I want us to also look at another passage today. All right? Because in order to receive a blessing, now there's the blessing of Jesus Christ. That's free. That you could have right now. The only person stopping you from getting that blessing is you. But, To live a life of blessings of God, to allow God to just open the windows of heaven and bless our lives as we live it, we must also prepare ourselves to receive blessing. We have to prepare ourselves to receive the blessings of God. So, Pastor Tim, what do you mean? We're going to go all the way back now to Deuteronomy chapter 28, Deuteronomy chapter 28. We're going to play a little sword drills here today, kind of. Deuteronomy chapter 28. In Deuteronomy chapter 28, in verse 1, the Bible says, Deuteronomy chapter 28 says, And it shall come to pass... If thou shalt hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God to observe and to do all his commandments which I command thee this day that the Lord thy God will set thee on high above all nations of the earth here it is verse 2 and all these blessings shall come on thee and overtake thee if Thou shalt hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God. Interesting. God wants to bless our life, but according to verse 2, if we listen to the voice of God. God has blessings waiting to bestow on us, and they come in different shapes and sizes, and and I believe it's uh, different for each individual, and, and how God decides it is up to Him, but God has blessings waiting for us. But there's a... There's an if factor there. Not to mention, these verses come, if you, we're not going to read uh, the book of Deuteronomy, it would take us a few minutes, but if you, back to verse, uh, chapter 27 and chapter 26 and 25 and all throughout the chapters coming up to this point is a list of laws and regulations that God had for Israel to keep. And God has just gotten done giving all these laws and regulations to Moses to give to Israel, and he said, "If you do your best to keep these commandments and listen to my voice, get ready for the windows of heaven, the blessings of heaven. I like it. It says to overtake thee, to catch up to you. You're running. Toward, you're running, and this, these blessings will find you wherever you are, if you keep, if you listen to the voice of God. We can't expect God to bless us for not living for Him. It Makes sense." It'd be like a teenager. I'll just pick on teenagers. Teenager borrows dad's car, right? Goes out for a drive. He's enjoying the life. Comes back a little bit later than he was supposed to. Dad's waiting, his arms are crossed. Son, where have you been? Or just say son. Just assume the son was the bad driver here. Son, where have you been? Son walk like, oh dad, uh Um I totaled your car. You' You did what? I told her, Dad, I'm sorry. It was it just, it was, in it. It just, I'm sorry, Dad. Hey, Dad, um, before you say anything, can I borrow Mom's car? as a party tonight. And I just, we, my friends and I really want to play. And the son, he'd be foolish to, to be confused if Dad said, uh, no, you can't borrow Mom's car. Tell me more about what happened to my car first. The son can't expect to receive favors from Dad when he just, messed up himself and that's not really a perfect illustration from our relationship with God but you understand if we are if we're wanting God to bless our lives in return we have to live and listen to God we have to obey his commands God says I want to bless you but here's some things you need to follow King Solomon said it best when he the temple was just built a magnificent building As it had just been finished, it had just been built, Solomon stands before the audience to give a blessing and to dedicate the temple to God. And in this speech, he says a verse a lot of us are familiar with. 2 Chronicles 7.14. He says, If my people, who are called by my name, shall humble themselves, pray, seek my face, and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven. I will forgive their sin, and I will heal their land. God promised, through Solomon, that I will, I will heal your land. I will forgive your sin. I will be with you. I will bless you. But the first word in that verse is, if. If my people will humble themselves, will pray, will seek my face, will listen to me. There's an if. I believe that God has withheld so many blessings from his people because of sin. Because of sin. Because of our relationship with God. I believe that God so many times has wanted to bless us, wanted to give us even that prayer request we've been asking for all these years. He's been right on the verge of giving us things that we didn't even deserve and things that we need and just blessing our life. But there's just something there. God's just waiting for you to acknowledge, Lord, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I've been asking you for this. Lord, I haven't been living for you here. And I'm sorry. Well, forgive me. There needs to, it goes both ways. And we need to understand this. God wants to bless us. We just have to let him sometimes. This is why it's important that we get up every morning and we say, search me, O God. Know my hearts. Lord, is there anything within me that's wicked? Is there anything I need to change? God, I want to serve you. Of course, Lord, I, I want to be blessed of you. Lord, where is my heart? What can I change in my life so that you can continue to bless me, to bless my family? Blessings are great to have, but... They're not just given out freely. My question to you is are you living a life that can experience the full blessings of God? Are you living that life where you can experience the full blessings of God? It's a question for you to ask yourself. a question for you to take home and consider in your life. Consider your family. Maybe husband and wives need to get together and and talk and say, how can we adjust our lives so that we can better serve God, so that we can better receive the blessings of God, we can better receive the protection and things that we're asking God for. What are some things in our life that we can do to allow God to bless us even more? Now, our reason for serving God shouldn't just be to get back. Our reason for serving God shouldn't just be, well, Lord, I'll, uh, I'll obey you here if you give me something back. That's not from the heart. But God certainly, certainly wants to bless us. So, we must prepare ourselves to receive his blessings. But it goes a step further than even that. It goes a little bit step further. Now, if you can, turn back to the New Testament. To Luke chapter 24. Luke chapter 24. 24. So we've looked at what is a blessing. We've seen that God wants to bless everyone. And the best example of that is His Son, Jesus Christ. We know that we must, in order to receive blessings, we have to prepare ourselves to receive these blessings. But it goes a bit further here in Luke chapter 24. I want us to see that God will further bless his disciples. His disciples. Let me explain what I mean here. In Luke chapter 24, looking all the way at the end in verse 50. Luke chapter 24, it's a long chapter, all the way to verse 50. Now, Jesus Christ says, we'll start back in verse 49 for context. So back in verse 49... This is Jesus Christ, his ascension up into heaven. Verse 49 says, And behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you. But tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem until ye be endued with power from on high. And he led them out as far as to Bethany, and he lifted up his hands and blessed them. And it came to pass while he blessed them, he was parted from them and carried up into heaven. And they worshipped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy. And were continually in the temple praising and blessing God. Here's an example of God blessing them and children of Israel and uh, disciples in return blessing God. But that's not what we're going to look at here. You see, God wants to bless everyone. And he will only bless those that are trying to live a life that is worthy to receive a blessing. But God will give special blessings to those who are actively and faithfully at Jesus' side. You see, the disciples receive an extra endowment, an extra blessing, if you will, that no one else has ever had. The, the disciples were given extra blessings that the, uh, the average follower of Jesus didn't get. The, the disciples, we see them at, at stages in their life being able to cast out demons and perform the same miracles that Jesus did. We, we saw the disciples, as we were uh, experiencing here, as soon as Christ ascended up into heaven, a few days not too long later, we see them being endowed with the Holy Spirit. We see them being gifted with the gift of tongues. We see them being able to speak multiple languages at, one, at the same time. And scores of people getting saved. We see the disciples, those that were close to Jesus Christ, as close as really you can humanly get. We see them getting a, a little extra dose of blessings. Now these disciples have come and gone. These disciples that we speak of at, at this magnitude aren't with us anymore. But I think it goes to show that the closer we are to God, the closer and the the more that we love Him and the more that we serve Him with our lives, the more God tends to bless. Now, what this doesn't mean is, let's take a missionary, for example. Someone that sold their home, sold their house, sold everything with just a little bit of money and goes to a foreign country and give give their life wholly to God. That Someone like that, someone who is putting their whole life, their faith, everything, many times their family, all in the hands of God, that's a life of faith. That's someone living close to God. That's not to say that someone like that is going to go to the mission field and God's going to give them a mansion. He's going to give them wads of cash throughout the day. He's not going to especially bless them in that way. Sometimes we as humans, we think, oh, well, the best kind of blessing is just large, large sums of money. Big house. Great job. A job where I could work one hour a day at home. Never have to leave. That's the, that would be the greatest blessing of them all. You see, blessings are different. And the closer we get to God, those blessings change for us. For example, and just for sake of time, you won't need to turn there. But we're going to look at, a, I'm going to read a very f- uh, familiar passage in Matthew, and we would call this the Beatitudes. Now, when I, when I point to you, I want you to all together say the word blessed, okay? Let's practice. Ready? Blessed. All right, that was pretty good. Uh, let's try it again. Ready? Blessed. Okay, that was pretty good. Blessed, okay? So, Matthew chapter 5, verse 3, Ready? Are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Yes. Are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. I'm yes. getting pretty good at this. Are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Yes. Are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Yes. Are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Are the pure in hearts, for they shall see God. Are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. Are they which are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. It's the last one, so give it all you got. Are ye when men shall revile you and persecute you, and shall say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake. See, Pastor Tim, how, how does this relate? What are you trying to get at here? The closer we get to God, I believe the more that God blesses us. But it may not always be in large sums of money. It may not be in house or possessions. I believe that the closer we get to God, God gives us the one thing that this whole world is dying to have. They're searching for. Happiness. Isn't that what we want in life? We want happiness, right? That's why we think if I could have the biggest house, I'll have the biggest happiness. And sometimes we mean it for a good reason. I'm a dad. I want the best for my kids. And I'll be honest. Many times I think oh, if I just had a, a bigger house, my kids could just run around more. If I had a bigger backyard, that would make th- that would make my kids happier, and it would make it, life easier for us. And we have these preconceived notions in our head as to what will bring us happiness. If I could just have a nice car, if I could just have a nice this, if I could just wear that, if I could work there, if I could be a part of this, that's what will make me happy. But see, we have it all mixed up. How could a missionary be happy? They're giving up everything. Everything. They're selling their possessions, they're getting rid of this and that, and they're moving to a country, that, to a language they don't understand. I don't want that. That's not happy, that's miserable. That's our thinking, right? But blessed, by the way, the word blessed means happy. Jesus said specifically, happy are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of God. Happy are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. Happy are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Happy are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness. Happy are the merciful. Happy are the pure in hearts. Happy are the peacemakers. Happy are they which are persecuted for righteousness' sake. The closer we get to God, the happier we get. And I don't know about you, but you get to a point in your life and you, get, you, you look at these people and you see, sometimes these missionaries come up and you see genuine joy in their heart. And you're just thinking, they're just crazy. God just, God, God hires crazy people to be missionaries. That's the only explanation I can give you. I don't know how else. But they come up and they, you see the joy on their face. Not just that, but you see them weep. when they see the pictures. Pictures that they've probably seen a thousand times. They go to church after church after church and they show the same pictures and when they go back and they see the people that God had called them to, they, they mourn in their hearts because they love that place. How? Because the closer you get to God, the happier you get. And they get to a point where these missionaries and these pastors, they, they, they realize, you know what? I could have the nicest house, but that's not where my happiness comes from. I could have the nicest car, but that's not what joy is. Joy, there is joy, joy, joy in serving Jesus. God will further bless his disciples and give us that one thing we really wanted in life all along. It's true happiness. And man, one day, we're going to get to heaven. Can't get happier than that. The last thing I want us to consider here today, happiness want us to understand that this church, Grace Baptist Church, I can't speak on behalf of you individually, though I know that God has blessed us more than we could even imagine. But on behalf of Grace Baptist Church, God has blessed Grace Baptist Church. You know, we look back at our history, we look back at, and many, some of us have been here from the very beginning, or at least very close to the very beginning, and there are others here who have just started along the way. Maybe those online watching, we have a variety as well. We consider today the ups and downs that we have through life, but our church has always been able to pay rent. Always been able to do it. Even when we thought we couldn't do it back in the day. We've always been able to move into a bigger building when we needed it. And I wasn't there when we first started, but you've heard the stories before how we started small, actually in your living room, right? I imagine that got full pretty quick, a living room, Right? And God gave them a a building, a place. And from there, we moved on. And from there, when that building got a little bit small, we prayed and we prayed, and then God gave us a bigger place. And uh, when I came here in 2011, we were across the street. Am I right? Yeah, we were right over here, across the street. Literally across the street. You could see it if you go out the side door. And that place got big. It got full. We prayed, and God moved us in here. And I don't know about you, but have you noticed the last few Sunday mornings... For a while now this place is getting full which means there's a new building waiting for us i don't know where it is i don't know how big it is but god knows god's always been able to move us to a bigger building when we needed it something i told the soul winners a couple weeks ago and i thought this was fascinating in the year 2021 last year last year alone we had over 100 visitors join, uh, visit our church. Over 100 visitors. And not to mention, this is just from the months of July to December. Because if you remember, last year, from January to June, we couldn't even have in-person services yet. So just from the last, just from six months in the year 2021, God has allowed over 100 different visitors to come through our church, and many of them are still with us today. God is continuing to bless our church you can look around the room we support well over 100 missionaries God has continued to allow us to do this we have a Bible college and it still doesn't feel like this but we're entering year 10 (laughs) year 10 10 years we have fruit from our Bible college from Bible college We've got Pastor Deviant. We've got Ivan, Sadala. We've got Dorothy. We've got many others that have come through the Bible College who are faithfully serving God today. We have many more as well. We have some great... uh, God has given us... We have the best members of any church in the whole world. Uh, And some people may disagree... Other churches, pastors may disagree, but uh, I think it's very clear we have the best members of any church in the world. We have some people who work tirelessly. We have some people and i could never name everybody but we have some people who work full-time jobs and and then come home only to stay up to the wee hours in the morning just to keep our records and our our books in in place our our budget just to make sure uh finances are rolling and places are being where they need to be our choir members and leaders our, our choir the, the amount that they practice and our special music and our children's workers and those, especially during the pandemic, those that were working overtime trying to get a super church online go, up and going. Those that pray during the morning messages. We have people during the morning messages that are that kneel in pastor's office and are praying throughout the sermon. Praying that God would bless the servant, that God would uh, save souls. We have... Our soul winners or or at least up until now our flyers even when uh we had to stop going soul winning and door to door we still had people that said pastor what else can we do can we at least pass out gospel tracts we have so many faithful in our church some that have been faithful since the very beginning and our church has been through some struggles over the years but guess what we're still here every church has its struggles We've lost some people along the way. We've gained some more. Many of us here have been and are currently fighting health struggles. Some of us have been fighting these struggles for years and years. Our church has had its ups and its downs. We've had some trials along the way. We may have had some occasional disagreements here and there, but we are still here and we're fighting for our king. Because there is only one king. And we're fighting for him. God has blessed our church tremendously. We had a, got to start a bus ministry many years ago. And we've had to put it on hold, but we're hoping we're getting close to where we could start that back up again. And there's so many other blessings that God has bestowed upon this church. And it's time for us to sit back and thank God for everything. As I close, I, I saw this from an anonymous uh, writer. They said this, even though I clutch my blankets and groan when the alarm rings each morning, thank you, Lord, that I could hear the alarm, because there are those who can't. Even though I keep my eyes tightly closed against the morning light as long as possible, thank you, Lord, that I can see the light, because there are many who cannot. Even though I huddle in my bed and put off the physical effort of rising, thank you, Lord, that I have the strength to rise because there are many who cannot. Even though the first hour of my day sometimes seems hectic when socks are lost and toast is burnt and children cry and tempers are short, thank you, Lord, for my family because there are many who don't have one. Even though our table never looks like the pictures in the magazines and the menu is at times unbalanced, thank you, Lord, for the food we have because there are many who don't have food. Even though the routine of my job is often monotonous, thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to work because there are many who don't have work. Thank you, Lord, for the gift of life. And thank you, Lord, for all the blessings that you've given to me. This message is simply just to remind us how good we have it and to remember to thank God for everything that we have in life. And maybe our life isn't going exactly the way that we'd hoped. Just know that the closer we get to God, the happier we actually will be. And the less we actually find out we need in life. Because in reality, God has given us everything we need to be happy. Let's just continue to bless God and to live our lives for Him in return. Thank you for watching the message today. We invite you to join us again every Sunday and Wednesday for more inspiring messages from God's Word.